First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello. Can anyone around here speak basketball? There it is. It's the Confederacy of Dunks Basketball Podcast. We're going back to back. Welcome to the Confederacy of Dunks Basketball Podcast. I am your host, Freddie Revis, and uh, who are you, sir? Producer Matt Dunks. Freddie, how you doing? I am doing okay. I'm hanging in there. Doing um, okay. How's everything on your end? Uh, yeah, doing the same, you know, just uh, one day at a time kind of thing. And uh, heck, yeah. Heck yeah. Heck yeah, that's what you got to do. You know? Um, well, uh, yeah, let's uh, let's jump into it. Uh, thanks so much for everyone who listens to this podcast. And uh, if you're listening to it now, yeah. um, you have found the podcast. But if you, you want to share it or find it another time, what are the you know, many platforms we're on, Matt? We're on iTunes and we're on Stitcher. We're on, you know, at your favorite podcatcher. We're going to be on there as well as things like YouTube and Instagram and Facebook. So there's a lot of ways that you can find us. And if you want to make it easy, you can go to dunkspodcast.com and all our links are there on the right for you to subscribe. And what about if somebody is like, they're so into us and they're like, shit, these guys need help. Like their life's probably going down the drain, but like the podcast is hype. How do I like help them? You know, maybe financially, you know, how do I, how do I become like a micro investor? How might they do that? Uh, if you want to become a micro investor, then you go to our Patreon at uh, patreon.com slash dunks podcast, or you can click on the link on our website. It'll take you over there. You'll get some special features, early episodes, um, and you'll get to support us and uh, help us keep this thing going. And what about if, you know, you're outside, there's a bit of sun, but hey, there's a lot of snow too. It's April, but it's cold and you got to make sure your head's warm and unitchy. Yeah, anti-itch toques are what we specialize in. That's pretty much where we're we're moving the podcast toward probably that kind of manufacturing. So uh, if you want to start and see what, what we're talking about, order a Confederacy of Dunks basketball podcast toque. I'm telling you, these things don't itch. You don't have to keep putting baby powder on your noggin, okay? No more of that stuff, okay? <laughs> so. You can trust Matt, folks. Um, this this podcast is really is really great uh we have kind of two of our favorite guests it's really funny yeah uh, i think we go for like an hour and 
20 almost, yeah. but uh, lots of topics. I'm, I'm, you know, going through my NBA 2K player. Matt, you're doing a draft from the past, which is yeah. really fun. Um, and uh, it's it's kind of centered around the last dance because that is the center of the basketball world right now. Uh, the last mm-hmm. dance, for those who don't know, is the um, is the final championship run by Michael Jordan in 1998. It was the second three-peat. Uh, he uh, would subsequently retire for the second time uh, after that. Um, and, uh, and yeah, we're just going to dive right into it and um, kind of talk about how wild it is to to watch uh, kind of Michael's, you know, the Michael's culminating amazing run uh, during this time right now. Uh, yeah, Matt, if uh, if you're ready, say okay. 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 Um, awesome. I'm uh, pretty ready. That's one thing that rhymes with my name, Freddie, uh, to uh, to get this podcast rolling. Let's bring on guest number one. Um, he was uh, 2019's uh, top comic, and I think that probably means he's t- the top comic forever. Um, so he just gets to like keep that belt. Uh, one of the funniest guys I know, a massive basketball fan. Um, give it up at home for Adam Christie. Thanks, everybody. An honor to be back here. My 100th appearance on the Confederacy of Dunks. It's true. I can't believe <laughs> you made it. Friend of the pod. Friend yeah. of the pod. This is probably the, the friendliest pod that I uh, experience in my life. I don't think I've been on any podcast more than this podcast. Yeah, I think that's yeah, probably true. That's, uh, yeah, <laughs> you're, you're definitely a frequent flyer here, man. Um, do you have a toque oh. yet? I don't have a tooth. Oh, oh my God. We got to sort that out. Yeah. But I know, uh, can I ask you a question? Why does your brother keep um, pitching that people buy them? Does Francisco oh, because... have like a, like a stake in it? <laughs> he does. He does. He does. I, I, I'm not at liberty to discuss, but the only thing I can say is every time a toque is sold, um, Francisco gets like a nice cut of meat from his favorite butcher. <laughs> So that's the only that's the only thing I'm going to say about that. Wait a um, minute, does Francisco get a cut of toques that are sold? Uh, no, no, he just helped us uh, set it, set it up with Shopify. But he gets zero money. He gets zero money. He's doing it out of the goodness of his soul. That's so nice because I thought that this was like a like an Avon scam because in our <laughs> private friend group, he's always pushing that like. Our friends buy them, and I'm like, <laughs> I would love to buy one, but I'm like, what the fuck's now? I don't want to buy one. Am I giving? You want money? You have a good job, Francisco. You piece of shit. <laughs> well, okay, check this out, man. It's Shopify, but it's still me shipping it. So Adam, <laughs> just you know, go ahead and place that order on Shopify, um, and uh, we'll process your toque post haste. Right. Thank you. It's snowing out in yeah. Toronto, so come on. We changed um, it so that the uh, shipping isn't as much as the toque now, too. Yeah, it was that for a while. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> we've sorted we've sorted out all the kinks. Bad let's, business model. Move, let's move on. Yeah. Yeah. Let's 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 bring on uh, let's bring on guest number two. Um, he told me that he ran a uh, um, basically like a full field touchdown when he was in university. Whoa. Is that true? Whoa. I don't know. Um, I believe it though. That's huge. Uh, we were in the same uh, like 
winners commercials, but like several years apart. Like it was like the same vibe. Uh, he's hilarious. Uh, co-creator of bit parts. Um, and, uh, a bit player. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> give it up as loud as you can. For Nigel Downer. Oh yeah. You know what time it is. We do know what time it is. <laughs> What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Um, yeah, all of those stats are true. 108 yards, baby. Kickoff return against the York Yeoman. Whoa. Yeah. The York Yeoman. Yeah, um, at the time they were the Yeoman. Yeah, now they're the Lions, but at the time they were the Yeoman. Now, uh, before we get to basketball, uh, I feel like I'm just going to ask you this because you're the only person I know who might know this, but isn't there a Toronto football team that's lost like eight years in a row or something? Like it, um, was it U of T? Yeah. yeah like, U of T was notoriously bad and they, it was unfortunate because when I was, uh, when I was playing at the time, they like, they're coming to your place or you're going to their place and you knew it was a win. All you had to do is get on the bus and get off the bus. That was it. Like, you know, you're going to get the win. Whoa. Well, take that, you goddamn <laughs> UFT elites. Yeah, they're not bad now. They're, they're, they're oh, yeah, great. they used to be really bad, right? Yeah, yeah, they were They're Them and uh, York actually were both pretty bad, but UFT was the worst. I think UFT holds that record. Yeah. Didn't UFT have something like eight seasons in a row where they didn't win a game or yes. something? Yes. Yeah, that's the one he's talking about. Yeah, it was brutal. It was brutal. Oh, it's so well, rough. Take that, UFT. Um, <laughs> I think just yeah. coming in, just coming in hot and just like going hard into UFT football. Wow. You know what? <laughs> I'm just coronavirus piss, and I'm taking oh, out on UFT. Oh boy. Uh, okay. The uh, the last dance is the reprieve. I think we all uh, we all needed, um, and we're going to spend the majority of the podcast talking about it. But um, yeah, let's get to the first question, Maddie. Would you give me that? Beautiful, beautiful sting. Okay, let's uh, let's go with you first, uh, Nigel. <laughs> Um, so for, uh, for anyone who watched the, uh, the, the last dance episodes one and two, um, obviously there's, uh, there's so much going on. There's so so much kind of like uh, behind the curtain stuff. There's uh, epic Jordan moments. There's, you know, amazing honesty there. I'm sure we'll, we'll, we'll get into it. We'll critique it. We'll do everything. But I kind of want to start with uh, what was on my mind the most. And, um, episode two features heavily, Kind of like Scotty Pippen's story, his injury with the patella, you know, deciding to get um, surgery like on company time, kind of like Shaq did back in the day, um, or Kyrie threatened to do with the Cavaliers before he got traded to the uh, the Celtics, and, and just kind of how underpaid he was and, and how talented he was. Like I, I, I think one of the quotes in in episode two was that he, uh, you know, at at a certain point, people believed he was the second best player in the NBA and he was, he had the 122nd salary. So I think, you know, there's the money angle, but then there's the player angle. And I just want to throw this to you, Nigel, um, because I was, I was thinking about it like crazy. Who is today's Scotty Pippen in, in today's NBA? Who gives you the most Scotty Pippen vibes and why? 
Okay. I was going to throw a bunch of disclaimers out there, but I'm not going to. I'm just going to jump into it and I'm just going to move on. Um, I have two candidates, I think. Uh, This first person, not really a big fan of, but his name is always just in conjunction with Giannis, the Greek freak. I think Chris Middleton. Um, That guy, for some reason, just constantly is a thorn in everybody's ass. He's always around, and you can't help but talk about the Bucks rise, which has taken place in the last three seasons, this season included, who knows what would have happened without dropping his name. I mean, he is the, he is the ultimate compliment to how much of a freak Giannis is, how much of an athlete Giannis is. Giannis is going to go to the hoop, man. He's going to go into the paint and feel no ways about it. But when he's stuck up in it, he can throw it out to Middleton. And Middleton's holding down a career average of 39% from the three-point line. Like, we already know how much the three is valuable. But to have a guy who can penetrate, do your dunks, get your layups, create things, and then you can just dish it out, we know that. Which is now in complimentary to my next uh, candidate. Let me just say, Middleton, I think, is a really good pick because – He's kind of like he was someone I was thinking about because he's also, you know, the Bucks haven't won that championship yet. And right. theoretically, if they did, you know, Middleton's going to be that that number two for the whole rodeo. Like it's probably going to be him over Bledsoe. But anyways, yeah, yeah. I, I think that's a good pick. Offense, defense, too. Yeah. And yeah. And I think that he's just he's just a quiet guy, too. Right. Like, I mean, Scotty was like that. I mean, up until the uh, up until the injury and whatnot. I mean, Scotty does say in episode two, he was put in his place, you know, but it's. It's as a rookie, but um, I think Middleton just is a great candidate for that. Um, my second guy is the classic Clay Thompson. I would be remiss if I did not bring up Clay Thompson. Let's just, I mean, it's just, I think it's a no brainer because they, him and Steph, those guys had a nickname, the Splash Brothers. How cool is that? That's cool, man, to have a nickname with your, with your number one guy on the team. Right. I mean, I'll, I'll go through a couple of his credits, you know, three time NBA, cha- NBA champion, five time all star uh, NBA three point contest champion, NBA first team rookie. Like, I, I just I don't know what else to say about it. And now going through the dramatics of having the ACL injury, which is akin to Scotty's uh, Scotty's ankle injury is um, uh, Steph now has to carry the team. And again, brings us to a season which we don't know how it was going to unfold. But we did see how they dropped considerably once that team was just decimated. You know what I mean? So those are my two, uh, my two candidates for uh, the best two or the two that we should really consider in a conversation of uh, the number two guy in the NBA. I like it. I think those are, you know, well thought out answers. Um, And uh, yeah, I think, I think you nailed it. Um, Adam, do you have any kind of like comments about, about Nigel's picks or do you just want to jump into your own picks? I, I love them. Well, I'm just surprised that we didn't uh, – I, I also picked two, and mine are totally different. <laughs> Amazing. Okay, this is good. This is good. I, I wonder because if there's going to be, like, anything egregious here. Like, I'm – you know, it's it's making sense. Well, unlike Nigel, I have mainly disclaimers before uh, I get into <laughs> my picks. So um, you might want to sit down. Uh, yeah, well, these I are very serious disclaimers. Like, sit <laughs> yeah. down. Yeah. They're going to make you feel ill. You know when there's like a footnote, you're reading a book, and there's a footnote, you go to the footnote page, and the footnote is like three pages long in small print? That's what I'm about to do. Adam, Adam, I thought you were going to say, you know when you go and you – see a footnote in a book, but the footnote's actually a ghost. 
<laughs> yes. Okay, sorry. Um, no, well, my disclaimer is just that I don't think any player in the league is truly like Scottie Pippen. Scottie right. Pippen is, you know, incredible. I, you know, I don't remember. And this is a, a disclaimer on top of a disclaimer on anything I say. I was 10 years old uh, during the last dance season. So if you hear me being like, oh, the penetration of Steve Kerr. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> I just see these highlights. I wasn't 10 years old looking at the, you know, uh, the pick and roll efficiency. Uh, so that's disclaimer number one. Well, I'll just give you my picks. My first pick, I think I think comparing that Bulls team and comparing Scottie Pippen to anybody, the only team I think currently that is even close, well, is kind of close to um, those Bulls teams is the Warriors. So I felt like I had to pick a player on the Warriors. And because of kind of the parallels of their of their careers, especially with the uh, the contract troubles and leaving a, a dynasty team to go somewhere else, I select Kevin Durant as my um, wow. Harrison. Oh, that's interesting. Wow. Okay. Because just like Kevin Durant, there was a season long um, speculation on where Kevin Durant was going to go. Everyone knew he was leaving. There was many people who didn't really understand why you would leave this situation, why you would go to the Knicks or the Nets or wherever he was going to go when obviously he was playing for one of the greatest teams ever. I mean, you you kind of understand it, and it goes through in the last dance about Scottie Pippen. But also, I think Scottie Pippen and Kevin Durant are both, like, top 20 players ever of all time. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, like, sorry, well, I, I was just going to say, I, I was looking at, like, because I, I think Nigel's picks are great, but I was like, man, you can't, it's hard to compare Scottie Pippen to, like, anybody if, if they're also not on that, like, upper echelon. But then my other one, um, which uh, is, is not on that echelon at all, is kind of Draymond Green because of the yeah. um, the stats that they were going through with Scottie Pippen. Like, he led the team in steals and assists and, and uh, uh, some, I think, I can't remember what else. But Draymond Green is the same. During this, like, five-year dynasty that the Warriors have had, Draymond Green is, has been the leader, I think, most seasons in assists, rebounds, uh, and sometimes steals, I think. So those are my two players that are comparable to Scottie Pippen. Uh, I think uh, there's some good choices, and I feel like I perhaps have the worst choice, which sucks because I only have one. <laughs> okay. Uh, so I don't have like a backup because a big part of me wanted to say Siakam, but then I didn't want to go full Homer. And then also I think Siakam is kind of, since he's become the number one guy this year, he's, his game's going to become more and more and more offensive and less and less of a, like you know, OG already is like an All NBA candidate guy because he's taking on some of Siakam's assignments. So a guy like Siakam, you know, you, you need someone who's going to like be that guy, likely or you know, potentially for a big duration of their career. So I went in the angle of Nigel's first pick because, you know, similar to you, Adam, I was stuck not stuck on the Warriors, but I was kind of I was debating Clay. I was debating Draymond. I tried to convince myself Iguodala, actually. Oh, wow. um, oh sorry, you, you, sorry, you said uh, Durant as well. But, you know, I Iggy didn't really – he still was like, you know, like Pippen was never like the sixth man, you know, or the fifth man. Like he was, he was 
way better than that. So check this out. A little bit of projecting forward, but I'm going Ben Simmons. (laughs) You know what? I was thinking about it, man, but I, you know, I'm going to, it's your turn. You go ahead. Okay. No, I actually, I paused there because I just wanted to open myself up to ridicule <laughs> because I yeah. feel like that's maybe what I need because, uh, no, I, I mean, I've been pretty adamant and like I've, I've watched that Philly Raptors series so many times and the defense Ben Simmons plays um, in that series is incredible. And I think he really had a genuine argument for defensive player of the year this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also feel like, you know, there's a bit of an argument, people saying that he's going to be better than, um, Joel Embiid. And I kind of just don't see it. Like, mm-hmm. I think that if his shot develops a bit more, I think he can become a more ra- well-rounded player. But I think what's more likely is that in a couple years, people kind of just accept Ben Simmons for what he is, which is a really, really good player and potentially you know, one of the best defensive players in the league year in and year out. Yeah. Um, who can guard one through five. And, but I, I just, I don't know if, if he'll put together the offensive package to overtake Embiid. And I think also he could be the type of guy that I think even if he gets traded, you know, is not the best player on the team he goes to. But yeah, obviously money-wise, not, like that doesn't add up at all. To Scotty, I actually had a really tough time finding someone who was as underpaid as Scotty because the league kind of works differently now. Yeah, there's oh, yeah. really no to like I, Curry used to be like that, but there's I, I looked at it too, and there's no crazy underpaid player right now, I, unless they're yeah. on like a rookie contract, like you could say Luca, but that's just the circumstances he's in. Exactly, and Siakam, you know, obviously is getting like a giant raise. Yeah. Um, and, you know, a guy like, let's say, OG. Yeah, like uh, most of these rookie scale guys have that opportunity to kind of like not sign a seven year contract. Yeah. Man, on the, uh, I forget what podcast I was, oh, I think it was the Dunked On podcast, but they were just talking about when there was no salary cap or, yeah. sorry, no, no contract limitations. And Magic Johnson signed a 25 year, $25 million contract. <laughs> just, doesn't that just sound like some NBA 2K, like, that is, like just some fantasy numbers? Like, that's ridiculous. That's so silly on so many levels. I, I, I love it. Uh, okay. I think that's pretty good for question number one. Um, let's, uh, let's move over to, move over to our, uh, our, Second segment, um, Maddie, would you give me whatever sting you got? This is Adam Silver. Okay, so it's time um, for my favorite new segment, uh, a dramatic reading of my uh, NBA 2K player. Uh, that got drafted by the Raptors. Um, Matt, whenever you're ready. Oh, yes, absolutely. Yeah, what, what's going on? <laughs> you, you, got, you got something for me? You just let me hang here? Great. Okay, so the player's name is uh, Federico Rivas. We are uh, 32 games into the season. I'm averaging 10.6 points, 2.2 rebounds, 6.6 assists, and uh, 37% from the field, and 33% from three. 
I just became the rookie of the month. I now advertise for Beats. I actually did a press conference, and they said that I uh, was a bit too lame, and I advertised for Beats, uh, I guess, uh, uh, too eagerly. So I'll work on that. And um, our team right now is slightly worse than the actual Raptors. Uh, it's actually around that New Year's time. We just uh, lost to Cleveland, and then we just beat the Miami Heat. And... Um, yeah, that's uh, that's basically it. Except the main highlight that happened recently was my my player kind of rushed a fan. Uh, they they keep giving me the option to be nice to fans or to kind of like ignore them. And a fan on the road it was criticizing me, and I they gave me the option to ignore him or confront him, and I hit confront as fast as I could. And my guy kind of ran over to the to the fan in the stands, like it was in the tunnel. Um, and Nate Nate Bjorkson, the assistant coach, held me back. Uh, okay, so that that uh, that does it for this segment. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll open it up to uh, any questions you might have for for my player. Um, does anyone have any questions for for my two K player? Yeah, I have a qu- I have a quick question. Can you tell us your percentages one more time? Yeah, they're pretty embarrassing. I tried to rush through them. Um, I am shooting thirty seven percent from the field and thirty three percent from three. And that I'm is sh- <laughs> that is preposterous. That's like historically bad shooting on the inside, Freddie. Like for for a rookie of the month, you mean, or just in general? Are you getting blocked all the time? <laughs> uh, I'm not getting blocked often. I'm kind of hanging around the perimeter. I'm a shooting guard. Okay. Uh, and um, I cannot drive whatsoever. Okay. Okay. So I basically just set screens, and then if the ball comes my way, I fire it up. You ever, you're a shooting guard with uh, averages six assists. Yes. So, uh, you know, the icon passing has been good for me. I'll say that. Damn. Uh, excuse me. Yeah, uh, I have a question. Uh, my name is uh, Ronson Johnson. Uh, Ronson I'm Johnson, from, uh, okay. Yeah, I'm from uh, Black Planet Magazine. Uh, now, listen, <laughs> you had said something about your sponsorship uh, for Beats, for yes. uh, the headphones Beats, mm-hmm. and that the sponsorship is saying that you you're – you sponsor them too hard. You are, yes. is that what, is that what you said? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I had a, uh, an interview that they put my player through and they kind of gave me a pep talk about like how to mention beats and, but like not to mention it too much. And uh, I had four, three or four potential answers and every answer I chose beats. <laughs> so the, the interviewer at the end says, wow, is beats paying you? <laughs> and, and then oh, my character boy. actually said, yeah, Beats is paying me, and I'm not ashamed of that. Oh, boy. Wow. Okay. Wow. Yeah. You, you seem like – did you guys ever see Ready Player One? Did you see that movie? Because it feels like you you just did that, which was let's put every 80s reference that we can in one movie just so people know that it's about the 80s, and that's where <laughs> we got all our information from. That's what you just did by saying Beats too many times. Yeah, subtle, subtlety is definitely not my character's game. Um, I always toggle the R joystick when I have an opportunity to show off. And, uh, oh, I, I should also tell you guys, I average five turnovers. <laughs> five. 
<laughs> okay. How is it? All right. Can you can it be game over for you at some point, or do you get to keep going with these stats? Um, I got rookie of the month. Buddy. Like, wh- when did they um, <laughs> did they send you overseas? You were <laughs> like you, you were like if they didn't uh, tell Markel Fultz to stop playing basketball for a year. <laughs> If they just let it ride and they're like, listen, he's he's a nice guy. He loves beats. Uh, <laughs> I, I get yanked. I get yanked a lot. Um, like, like I, I, I have a, I have a statement. Sorry. I have a statement. Yeah. Hi, my name is uh, Professor uh, Londell uh, 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 Johnson. Um, <laughs> you said that you were player of the month. I'm just going to throw it out there. Which month was it? I feel like it might have been the shortest month, which is Black History Month, with his February, which is 28 days. Because with those stats, I don't understand how you can be player of the month. I, I don't know how it happened. It was December, and during the, <laughs> during the Christmas Day game, basically Nurse kept pulling me out because Jalen Brown dunked on me six times. <laughs> Are you player of the month? Was it like a fan vote? Like, remember that uh, that goon got to go to the All Star game because a bunch of idiots online. Oh like, yeah. For him. Oh yeah. Something. That, that would like be really good. If, if my player like went to accept his player of the month, and like all the other players were like, kind of like in the hallway, being like, "Man, this is disrespect. You shouldn't accept it." <laughs> You know what I mean? And my guy's like, what? What? Like, you know, when Vince Carter, when Vince Carter was like, I'm going to start in the All-Star game. And everyone's like, no, you got to let MJ start. And he's like, but I am. And then people are like, no, though, you got to not start. Did you try to scan your face in 2K? Have you tried to do that? Uh, I'm so happy you asked because um, I keep polling guests. That's the one thing I haven't done yet because I, I think, I think perhaps it might be too sad for me. Uh like well, if, if I see face, myself it... <laughs> get blocked, you know, or dunked on by Jalen Brown, it, it could be tough. That's all. I tried to scan my face and it takes about, it takes like 10 minutes. It's like a very, very long, annoying process. And then finally it scanned in and it looks like I was like burned very badly. Like, it's, oh, yeah. <laughs> like it's not a representation. It's like, I like, <laughs> Like jokered myself into a vat of acid. Oh, jeez. Yeah, you're, well, you're a pale guy to begin with. <laughs> oh yeah. That's amazing. It didn't know what it was doing with me. Okay, th- th- this is kind of good because we're we're talking about looks, so I feel like that's a nice transition to uh to topic number three. But that that does it for the NBA 2K player, um, Maddie. We're gonna do some lookalike. So would you give me whatever sting you got for that? Hey, Bobby Webster. Beautiful Devlin going off, you know? <laughs> I'm excited for that. I'm excited for Devlin, you know, when he gets back. Um, I, have a, I have a question. Is Bobby Webster the Scotty Pippen of today? I think that's what Matt was trying to say. <laughs> He's like the number two, like uncredited number two. Oh, yeah. Chicago's yes. interested in him. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sums up anyway. there. Anyway. <laughs> okay. So, um, yeah, let's so uh, let's kind of get into the last dance uh, a bit more here. Um, I'm actually just gonna. This isn't one of the questions, but um, Adam, I'm I'm just gonna start with you. Like, what do, do you have an overall impression of uh, 
uh, of the last dance like did like were you was this amazing did you think it was incredible did you anything you didn't like i loved it i've 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 no negative things to say about this uh uh, about this documentary. Uh, although I really want to know what Michael Jordan is drinking. He is drinking yeah. like a quadruple something <laughs> that either gets keeps keeps on getting filled up or just sits beside him. And also, what is the thing beside the drink? Because it looks like a bundle of carrots. <laughs> this is good. This is good. No, I think he's um I think the internet like sleuths figured out he's drinking um uh Dan Aykroyd's skull vodka. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> and also the carrots, those are, uh, that's the Easter egg to Space Jam. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that would be, that would be good stuff. If Michael is doing Easter egg, he is really involved from the time that that kid screamed, what are those in, in the gym? Like Michael is modernized in a big way if he's, if he's dropping Easter eggs. Um, yeah, I, I thought it was amazing too, Adam. Like I, I, I thought maybe... Early on, I wasn't sure if I was digging the way they were doing the timeline, but then I kind of fell in love with it, and I really liked how that was like kind of like the Jordan Origins timeline, like you know whether it's with his mom or his family, and then also you know and with his brother Larry, and then also kind of his early career timeline, like the patella injury, like we were talking about, and then also back to the in-season timeline. Like I, I'm kind of enjoying those three and how they're interlapping, but at first I found it a little bit. I guess I found it a little bit jarring because as a hardcore basketball fan, I, I know so much about Michael Jordan that I, I was just kind of, I guess, expecting more it to be more like grounded in that particular season. But anyways, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm loving it. Uh, Nigel, you've watched it uh, both episodes twice. Yeah, You're, don't listen. Don't even get me started. You hate okay? it probably, right? I, I cannot stand <laughs> this thing. Uh, <laughs> okay, so truth be told, when they dropped a five-minute trailer for this 10-episode doc, yeah. it was over for me. I was all in. I was all in. This literally is like the, the, the beginning and the pinnacle of my love for basketball and, just the, and how I just didn't understand brand awareness until this happened. So it, it, I, thought, I think that um, I'm a big ESPN fan, period, especially when it comes to their 30 for 30 docs and stuff. So oh, yeah. the aesthetic of this thing out the gate, and I, I get what you're saying, Freddie, in terms of it seems a little bit jarring when they do the, the stop and then they do this dial back or dial forward yeah. kind of thing. I can see how it, it would jar you, but once you get used to it and then you can follow this timeline and, and they drop so many things that we saw or knew that we just didn't even realize that was going on at the time, which is what I love. It's not just like a straightforward, oh, this is the Jordan that you know. This is this Pippin that you know. This is the team, the championship team that you know. We're just going to regurgitate the information. There's so much new stuff in there behind the scenes. And I just feel like the content, like the the things that they have, the sound bites, and especially mm – -hmm. Very rich. Very rich. And I think uh, out the gate, my, the first thing that sold me on this was – the first, like, uh, our introduction to the characters. Like, yeah, I'm uh, Michael Jordan, uh, played from this time to this time. Hey, Scottie Pippen, played from this time to this time. Hey, I'm Dennis Rodman. And they have that amazing, amazing hip-hop track, which that's, an, I'll get into that later. But they're playing Been Around the World, which is also a Puff Daddy song from 1997. Oh, yeah. And so they're dropping this song, and we're getting to know these characters again. And we're like, oh, my God, we just went through it. We're going through a time machine. We're going back in time to this time. And it's beautiful. 
So I'm all in. It's tight. Yeah. I, I mean, like I was like, it, it was, you know, the best. I feel like people watched um, the tiger documentary because it, it happened to be around um, yeah. this. this pe- yeah. People are going to watch this cause it's around, but people, this is incredible already. Um, you know, there's so many things I'm excited for. Like, I can't wait to see like a guy like Jeff Hornacek be like, Hey, my name's Jeff Hornacek. I had to guard Michael in the finals. <laughs> it sucked so bad. You could never actually even imagine what I went through. Um, I'm a good player. Trust me. This was crazy. Um, but, uh, okay, let's, let's kind of dive in and we'll we'll go back to kind of the more interesting, serious stuff later, but let's jump into some, uh, like just seeing all of the characters, like you were saying, um, Nigel, I, I just like, my mind was jumping all over the place to like, who looks like who. Yeah. <laughs> um, and if they're going to, if they were to remake the, like a Hollywood version of this, like, like they did the, you know, trial of OJ Simpson, um, you know, if, if they, if they were going to remake these docs with all actors, um, who would they be? Uh, so let's just kind of go one by one. Um, should I lead here? Yeah, yeah I'll, 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 I'll go first. So I think I might be leading with my best. Uh, but I'm just gonna, uh, let's just like, you know, let's start this off. Right. So, um, I'm going to say Bill Wennington, uh, f- famous center of the Chicago bulls. Also a Canadian, by the way. Yeah. Um, sure. uh, I'm going to say, uh, the person to play him, the only person to play him in a film is, uh, one, uh, Mr. The big show. That's exactly who I said. <laughs> no, is it? <laughs> I also have the big show as Bill Wellington. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> so we, okay. That's just, that's okay, Adam. That just means it's like perfect. Like oh, synchronicity, God. baby. That's I'm amazing. So, okay. I'm so happy you saw that, Adam. Oh uh, yeah. The fact that Adam has that, I don't know. There's not a lot of explaining left. Like folks, well, they were talking to Bill, Bill the when they were talking to Bill Wellington, like I half expected them to pan out and he's on a motorcycle. <laughs> well, um, that's, that's incredible. Uh, okay. <laughs> Nigel. Um, yeah. What, what, why don't you give us who you're kind of uh, sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking, yeah, I'll give you one, one of, them. of mine. Um, let me see. Let me go with, Oh, I'll go with this character here. Uh, do you remember in, I think it was episode two, uh, where we talk to uh, Jordan's family, right? And we talk about yep. Larry Jordan, who's the bully of the boys, is what it sounded like. That's yep. how it came across. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would cast Terry Crews as Larry Jordan. Oh, that's the infamous be great. Terry Crews, you know, from Brooklyn Nine Nine. Uh, I think I would I would put him as, as Larry Jordan. I feel like he's got the same kind of demeanor, the same a, a bigger physical presence. So even play off of that more. Uh, I think that'd be I think that'd be fun. That's incredible. <laughs> and and you know what? We gotta like it's weird with Michael Jordan because yeah, like even a guy like Terry Crews, like he's probably not like six eight. Yeah, no, not at all. No. Like, yeah, I, like no, no. if he's if he's standing beside Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan's probably like, "How's it going, man? We're the same size." But but Terry Crews is that like drill sergeant type. Yeah, and he can he can play both, right? We've seen him play the that aggressive drill sergeant type and that sweetheart man. And I think you know uh, Jordan's brother Larry comes off as that a little bit. That's good. That's good. Um, okay, let's. Uh, 
I, okay, I, I led with the with the big show, so I, I got a reveal there. Adam, what, what's what's your second? I, I don't know. Maybe we match up again. I uh, Jerry Krause. Oh, okay, this is gonna be good. I, I tried to find a local. I, I, I he's yeah. I'm a, who do you got? I'm casting Wayne Knight as Jerry Krause. Wayne Knight. Okay, I, I gotta I gotta Google this right now because I actually have I have Jerry Krause in my browser. Yeah, so do I. <laughs> you're gonna know because you're gonna know who who Wayne Knight is as soon as you look in his face. Oh I'll yes. Spoil it for you. Oh certainly certainly Wayne Knight. That's a great one. How do oh, I not know? Oh, oh so gosh. shame on me for not knowing Wayne Knight's name. Yeah, that's that's our bad, Adam. That's our bad for sure. Biggest takeaway is shame on you guys for not knowing the great Wayne Knight. Yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. You're not wrong at all. And this is from someone who, what you know, when he gets killed by that dinosaur in Jurassic Park, I would always try and make that sound. <laughs> you know, like the sound that, that is like the, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I thought it was a good scene. Man, uh, every time they show him on the bus, like at the front of the bus, just so sad because he just knows he's gonna get called like a mean name by Michael Jordan. Oh my god. <laughs> oh wait. I- Wait, wait, sorry, Adam. The whole time you were saying Jerry Kraus, I was thinking Jerry uh, uh, Reinsdorf. Because it's is it Jerry Kraus and Jerry Reinsdorf? Jerry Reinsdorf is the owner, right? Jerry Kraus is the the GM, right? GM. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's like yeah, the, yeah. The, the evil guy. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, no, I'm okay. saying I'm saying Newman from Seifeld is playing uh, Jerry Kraus. Okay, yeah, yeah. that. That's Reinsdorf good. is the owner. He's the owner. Okay, sorry, because I, I I probably made it super confusing. Because uh, I think Kraus actually looks like a bunch of people, but but Wayne Knight's a good one, and yeah, Reinsdorf was the one I was like, man, there's got to be someone for this guy. Um, but uh, Nigel, who's your who's your number two? Um, you know what? Since we're on this uh, this Jerry Kraus train, I'm gonna stay on it because I have a couple castings for him. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so my real life casting is Jonah Hill. Oh yeah. <laughs> I yeah. feel like, you know, Jonah Hill, he knows what's up, man. He's been in quite a few sports movies now, you know. Uh, I think what he did in Wolf of Wall Street was dope, Moneyball. So I'm like, you know, he could do a Jerry Krause. However, I think the pinnacle of casting for me, uh, for casting Jerry Krause, would be uh, a mashup of Emperor Palpatine and Jabba the Hutt. And I oh, think yeah. Emperor Palpatine for the mentality and Jabba the Hutt for the physicality and maybe some of the mentality. That'd be great because Jabba hasn't really been in a movie in a while. You know, he, he's not working, right? I mean, that's one guy who, you know, he auditioned, booked the part, and now he hasn't booked anything since. So, like, oh, he's take, he'll take your call. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's taking your call, folks. Yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> Wait, so who's your other Krauss guys, Nigel? That was it, the mashup of the two. So Jonah Hill was the first one, and then my second, like, kind of casting for Jerry Krauss would be uh, Emperor Palpatine mashed together, a mashup with... Uh, Job of the hut. Okay, I also have a Kraus, but it's worse than your guys for sure. <laughs> just for mine, just get in the spirit, okay? <laughs> just like imagine like a bit of a different personality. Okay. Okay. Columbo. <laughs> Columbo. He kind of looks like Columbo. It's like a bit of a stretch. <laughs> if you're at home, Google image search Columbo and Jerry Kraus. And, you know, Columbo's way more charming. You know, he's got like... Oh, actually, he, actually the, fir- the first thing that comes up when I type C is Columbo Jerry Krause. No way. So no. you're on the pulse, Freddy. Wait, are you, are you messing with me, Adam? Yes, obviously I'm messing okay. with you. Uh, oh, yeah, C. Me. It's Excuse not Canada. Me. 
Excuse me, uh, I have a question. Uh, my name yep. is uh, LaShawn uh, DeMarcus, <laughs> and uh, I am Go with the, uh, the Black Reporter. Uh, <laughs> doesn't Columbo just wear a beige uh, overcoat all the time with a black, a black tie and a white shirt? Yeah. That's yes. a very slender man. Absolutely. Yeah, he's, he's got a bit dark of a hair. slender man vibe. Okay, that's all. Thank you. Thank you for taking my question. Okay, you know what? I I, I dropped the ball a bit here. Um, okay, let's see if I can I'll, I'll, I'll see if I can save myself for the for the last round. Um, Nigel, who's your number three? Oh boy. Um, okay, uh, I'll say my number three, but I also want to do some honorable mentions at the end of this. Um, okay. I would love to uh, cast Dolores Jordan. I'm going to keep it in the Jordan family, so Jordan's mom. I would love to cast her with uh, Octavia Spencer from Hidden Figures fame and Onward and her most recent Bomb Ma. Bomb? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, Adam, let's not, look, let's not joke. Much around, like okay? The Last Dance, I have seen Ma twice in the last <laughs> day. <laughs> and I highly <laughs> <really> disagree. <laughs> yeah, Octavia Spencer as Jordan's mom, Dolores Jordan. I think that's uh, that's that's one of my favorites. Right there. That's not bad. That's not bad. Michael, how does Michael Jordan's mom look younger than Michael Jordan? She does, eh? She looks incredible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she does. Yeah, Dolores Jordan. I was like, man, you're definitely don't look much older than Michael Jordan, and <laughs> you're probably way less famous and uh, have a ton of money. So good on you, you know? Yeah. Is yeah. Michael Jordan's mom the Scottie Pippen of today? <laughs> Yes, yeah, I think so. That's a really, and that's like a, just a very, a very, you know, simple comparison for the folks out there. Like that's oh, not I, weird, weird or confusing or anything. Yeah, I, I just typed I into Google search and it just came up is Michael Jordan's mother, the uh, Scotty Pippen. Of <laughs> also, I want to say Del, uh, uh, Dolores Jordan looks incredible. And I will say that um, if I ever have a child, I'm going to use the same parenting skills as Michael Jordan's father. So I think yeah. that's just a, uh, Money of the bank, right there. I agree. Yeah, I, I would. The way they pitted the brothers against each other, yeah. I um, <laughs> doubt your I son would, until I, he becomes great. Yeah, yeah, I, I'd recommend doing that as well. That's good. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, uh, Adam, do you want to go last, or do, should, should I bust mine out, or what? Uh, yeah, I, I, I can go right now, but I do have some honorable mentions that uh, that I can throw out. But uh, I will say my last one is. Uh, Phil Jackson. Okay, here we go. Younger yeah. Phil Jackson, J.K. Simmons. Oh. Oh yeah, I see I that. See that. Def- yeah, definitely had some J. Jonah Jameson vibes in the in the nineties. Yeah, that With voice too, right? right yeah. Oh yeah. I could see that. Okay, mine. This last one, again, it's not going to be as good as the Big Show, um, but uh, nothing is, you know. So, <laughs> Kevin McHale. Now, this is one of those ones where he's a giant athlete, right? So you got to, like, kind of strip him down to human form to see what I'm seeing. Yeah, athletes are not human. Okay. A y- yeah, yeah. A young, kind of, like, dancey Mick Jagger. <laughs> Talk to me. Love- is that crazy? <laughs> I, love, I love how much you, how much mustard you put on whoever you cast it. <laughs> Yeah, so much. (laughs) Which probably means it's just bad. Um, Just Kevin McHale's like is Mick Jagger if Mick Jagger had like 
like the Jordan Jordan Peterson steak diet for like <laughs> ten years straight. He, he looks a little bit more like Jordan Peterson than Mick Jagger. <laughs> I as soon as I said that, I was like, shit. I should have said Jordan Goddamn Peterson. Um, okay, uh, Adam, did you want to hit us with some uh, some honorable mentions? Honorable mentions: Dennis Rodman, uh, played by Jacob Tremblay. Okay. I think I think that kid could do anything. I mean, it's it's you know maybe a controversial thing to say. Maybe I'll be flamed over Twitter, but I, I think that kid, the little kid from Room, could do it, it, it do it all. Nice. And then uh, Michael Jordan. I thought a young Michael Jordan kind of looked like, and maybe I'm insane. Tyler the Creator. Wow. Interesting. Go back, take a look at Michael Jordan at 19 and tell me you don't see a little bit of Tyler, the creator in there. Maybe I'm nuts. Maybe I'm nuts. I mean, I don't think you really are. I mean, you are, but I don't think you really are in this choice. Keep it in mind. Can I get some love for Steve Kerr, Brad Pitt? <laughs> That's true Hollywood casting right there. That's true Hollywood casting. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. You should go in Hollywood. You got to go up, right? Yeah. Sorry, sorry, Steve. Like, Steve Kerr, uh, very handsome, very handsome man. I'll say. Yes, true. Uh, I'm gonna hit you guys with this. Uh, we cannot leave uh, Mr. Magic Johnson out of the mix. Uh-huh. So, uh, I think I want to cast him uh, with John David Washington, who is also known as Ron Stallworth from Black Klansman. Uh, he's Denzel Washington's kid. Oh, yeah. John David let Washington. See, let me see. Magic Johnson. Okay, well, yeah. I'm, I'm, get, I'm getting all beard shots. I need a, I need a non-beard shot with him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, see okay. what I'm saying? There's a picture with him and his, and his dad. Uh, I guess it's his mom and dad. Yeah. Okay, I see that. That's you know that's what I mean. There, yeah. If, especially if you watch him in the uh, watch him in those movies, especially Black Klansman, you can see how uh, articulate he can be and how like performing uh, uh, performative he can be. I don't know if that's a real word, but uh, his performance. Because uh, I feel like Magic Johnson is always just he's very articulate. He's making sure he pronounces everything just proper and uh, says all the right things, which he does not. Uh, but I think uh, I think he can play that. Okay. Okay, I like it. Guys, got, I'm, I'm, I'm messaging you a photo on our Facebook, a photo of Michael Jordan when he was 19. I want you to go take a look at it right now. He's really trying uh, to sell that. I, I don't think I'm that crazy. It's loading. It's taking a while. Okay, while well, well, I was looking at it. Okay, let's see. I'm going to wow. look at it here. Okay, I see it. I yeah. see it. Yeah, yeah, because he looks like he has a little bit of a like a mix of like anger and swag. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like kind of just like, like extra, the extra over the top confidence. Um, okay, my my last just kind of shot in the dark, but he's barely in the dock. Is Rick Carlisle, um, Christian Bale? You were just picking the hottest guys in Hollywood <laughs> for this film. Listen, you, Hollywood's hot. I don't know what to do, right? <laughs> <laughs> You've gone straight Hollywood, man. Okay, boys. Uh, any more? Any more kind of mentions here before we, we move on to uh, Maddie's uh, draft segment? Leonardo DiCaprio, Larry Bird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Adam Christie nails it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were gonna say Adam Christie for somebody. Um, <laughs> as the carrots on Michael Jordan's desk. <laughs> also, just actually, no, you know what? We're, we're going to go back to last dance later, so I'll, I'll save that comment. But um, 
Yeah, let's do it. Uh, Maddie, um, I don't know which sting you got, uh, but give us something. Okay, Freddie. Well, before I uh, play a sting oh. and get us on this time machine, okay. I'd like to say that I chose this draft based on uh, honoring you and thinking if you were to be drafted, I would say that you'd be drafted, you'd declare in your second year of, of college. So... Let's go to the 2006 NBA draft. I like it. And the other thing that got you, would get you really excited about this draft, Freddie, is it's the only time in the Raptors' history that they've had the first overall pick. And just to remind everybody what 2006 was all about, Facebook opened to the public. The Wii came out. We lost Steve Irwin to a stingray attack. <laughs> I mean, sorry. Oh my God, okay. Steve Nash won an MVP. Won, won the yeah. MVP. And the Heat won their first ever championship. But we can't stop there. This was the year that Coke Zero hit the market. And last but not least, North Korea tested its first atomic bomb, becoming the world's eighth nuclear power. I'm so happy you included all of those. Yo, it's some heavy stats. <laughs> Wait, is that the end of the segment? No, that's just to get you back in 2006, Adam. Okay, we're there. All right, there, let me take uh, you specifically to June 28th, 2006 in New York. Yeah. <laughs> the Raptors have the first overall pick. Who do they take? Do they take LaMarcus Aldridge? Do they take Tyrus Thomas? Maybe J.J. Redick? No. The first overall pick in this draft, and you know it, and I can hear all of your guts squirming. Andrea <laughs> Bagnani goes first uh, overall uh, to the Toronto Raptors. Ilmago. <laughs> Ilmago! <laughs> Followed by LaMarcus Aldridge. Adam Morrison, Tyrus Thomas, Sheldon Williams. Um, some other notables in the draft. J.J. Redick went 11th overall to Orlando. And uh, let's not forget Rajon Rondo, who went 21st to Phoenix. And our Kyle Lowry went 24th to Memphis. Wow. Yeah, It's really <laughs> strange that I've never thought about Bargnani and... Lowry being drafted in the same draft. <laughs> yeah. That's wild. I've never even, I, I just obviously don't associate them because they're such different players, but it's insane that in that, in that draft, we, there's a player in there that would eventually be our best player ever. And we had the first overall pick and it for sure wasn't him. A real sliding doors moment. Yeah. Yeah. Big time. Crazy. Um, now I want to talk about a couple of the late but great picks, and the Raptors made one of them. Uh, the Raptors took P.J. Tucker, 35th overall, and the ultimate late pick, we have to say, goes to the Utah Jazz for taking Paul Millsap, 47th Paul overall. Millsap. <clears throat> 47th. Good pick. That's a big time. It's a big good pick. pick. I'm just going to say, probably the th possibly the top five player in the draft. Got him 47th. Yeah, that's not bad. Not a good draft. And here's what I'll say. Yeah. Andre Barniani is underrated. 
Oh. I know I'm going to get wow. killed for this, but yeah, at least he, he wasn't Adam Morrison for the love of God. No. Yeah. He's a bust of a first-round pick, but he was an NBA player for yeah. the love of Pete. He had some, he had some good moments. I'll mm-hmm. say this. Adam Morrison won some rings. Bargnani, okay, okay. No, no. <laughs> you know, he, he could do some stuff. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, I just, I, it's hard for me to, to not be mean when talking about Bargnani. I just, I embarrassed myself too many times stumping for him, <laughs> only for him to, uh, to let me down. But, you know, Adam, I remember going to a, a Bobcats game back in the day, but before they changed back to Hornets and Bargnani, we snuck down. Bargnani had a big game winner. Remember that? I don't remember it, but I'm sure it happened. I don't she, think you would lie to me for the love I, of God. I love how a guy you're defending has a moment, and you're like, honestly, he's pretty forgettable. <laughs> <laughs> but who's, who, t- take, take us through three through eight in that draft. Three through eight? Okay, so yeah. f- three, was, three was Adam Morrison, who went to oh, Charlotte. Ter- terrible. Never played a meaningful minute in his life. <laughs> Number four was Tyrus Thomas, who went to, to Portland. Okay, fine. If we get Tyrus Thomas over Barnani, are we are we happier? Mm, or are we no. like, oh, Tyrus Thomas? Barely. Yeah. Um, Sheldon Williams went to Atlanta, fifth overall. Yeah, out of the league, and uh, you know, God knows how long. Yeah, he played six yeah. seasons. Uh, Brandon Roy went sixth <clears throat> to Minnesota. Also played six seasons. Yeah, but Brandon Roy is a, he's a weird one because he was obviously very clearly the best player in the draft for a short period of time before his knees. Yeah. Yeah. Very uh, sad. Very sad. The Celtics took Randy Foy, seventh overall. Awful, awful point guard. Yeah, pretty rough draft. Houston took a rough draft. Houston took Rudy Gay, eighth mm-hmm. overall. Sure. Okay. Did you know so, every player on this in this draft played for the Raptors at one time? I think a lot it of them. <laughs> I think Adam's point stands though. This draft is rough because the yeah. next two players after Rudy Gay are Patrick O'Brien and uh, Mahmoud Sene. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right. Mohammed. I, 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 I don't even know who that is. But sorry, Mohammed Sene. He will. Yeah. yeah, he played for the Seattle SuperSonics, or he got drafted, but I don't think he played long. He played three three seasons. Yeah, forty seven games. Yeah, it's pretty rough. <laughs> well, Matt, um, well, what else is going on with this draft? Uh, well, I'll just do a, a one quick little quiz for you guys to see if uh, if you're up to date on uh, who's leading in some categories right now. Okay, so let's do it. Uh, Adam Christie, I'm going to ask you first. I'm going to ask you who has the most total points. Is it Paul Millsap? Is it Lamarcus Aldridge? Or is it Rondo? I'm going to say LaMarcus Aldridge has the most points out of those players. That is correct. He has 19,599 points, uh, followed by Rudy Gay has 16,062. Nigel, you ready for yours? Oh, man. Give me that buzzer, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Nigel hates us. (laughs) This question is, uh, this one's in in honor of our Kyle Lowry and his love of assists. Who has the most assists so far in this draft? Is it Kyle Lowry? Is it Paul Millsap? Or is it Rajon Rondo? Oh, geez. Uh, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with Rajon Rondo. That is correct. 
Oh, oh yeah. Is, he, is Kyle super far behind? Um, well, Rondo has 7,215 and Kyle has 5,623. Yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah, he's quite far behind. Crazy, Rondo. And then after that, it drops off to like over 2,000 for Paul Millsap. Oh. So not a lot of assist love in this draft. Uh, Freddie, I'll ask you the last question. I'm ready. Uh, in honor of our, our big man, Andrea Bagnani, uh, oh, like Herbie Coon on the mic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna ask you who has the most total rebounds? Is it Andrea Bagnani? Is it? I, I, let me just stop you there. Yeah, <laughs> uh, okay, but so yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be like Bargnani and all guards. Uh, yeah, Bargnani, uh, Paul Millsap, or Lamarcus Aldridge. Ooh, this one's kind of tight. Um, you know what? I'm gonna go Aldridge over. Mil- I think Millsap has been injured a bunch in his career, so I'm gonna go Aldridge. That is correct. Oh! Hey. Aldridge has uh, eight thousand three hundred and sixty total rebounds. Millsap has 7,264. Yeah, and- Aldridge is always one of the like kind of low-key, just like putting yeah. up big numbers his entire career, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, let's uh let's let's go back to the last dance and we'll move we'll move on to my uh my final last dance question. Maddie, mm-hmm. I don't know what you got, but if you got something, would you give me a sting? Absolutely. No. Oh. <laughs> Can somebody get nurse a fisherman's friend, please? Okay, he doesn't have COVID. I can't believe you still are using the coffee. Doesn't stand. have COVID. He's got a sore throat. We went through this last week, man. You gotta <laughs> the coughing's gotta go. <laughs> um, but uh, no, this is this is good. Um, okay, so uh, we've kind of teased this out a little bit. Um, I'll start with you, Nigel. But uh, I think it's just kind of fun to talk about th- how the NBA was then uh, and how it is now. And just like that to me was one of the, by far the most interesting things, um, you know, just, yeah, well, I'll, I'll let you elaborate. But um, l- let me just ask you this. What was weirder as a current fan? Seeing how much power Jerry Krause had as a GM, hearing that the Bulls played the Celtics seven times in the regular season before that playoff series. Or Jordan telling all of America on live TV that as a rookie on a team, he wandered into a party where people were like smoking weed, doing drugs, there's girls everywhere, and he was like, gentlemen, I'm going back to my room. (laughs) Uh, The way you say it changes my answer completely. Um, What was weirder for me as a current fan right now? Uh, I I think it was... hmm, I think it was the fact that the, that they played the Celtics seven times, because I think that's that's just what like seven yeah. times before like the the drug thing I I can, I can get behind I can get behind that I get it I understand especially as a rookie you walk in you're like whoa what's going on yeah yeah um, and then also we've we've dealt with as a current fan we're still dealing with owners being real dicks man so I don't think that that's like it's actually gone bigger than that like not not only are they power hungry but like 
we've seen, we had the racist incidents happen. Like we've had all kinds of things happen, but I think the fact that the scheduling, yeah, good point. <laughs> now that I say it, but I think the fact that scheduling and playing one team seven times before you even get to the playoffs is crazy. Yeah, it it makes me think like how kind of silly. It, like it just makes me think back on conversations when people are like, "Oh, there's no rivalries in today's NBA or whatever." Right. And it's like, yeah, there was like so few teams that Michael got to play Larry seven times in the regular season, and and they knew that their ratings were going to go through the roof for those games. So why not schedule as many of those as humanly possible? And then yes. say, cool, this is going to be the, the finale when we get to the playoffs because everybody's going to want to see that matchup because now it's even more heightened. Like the stakes are as high as they could possibly get. Yeah, I mean, I I can't imagine playing like the Bucks, like the Bucks? seven yeah. times like or the 76 or seven times. Um, Adam, uh, same question to you. Was there, you know, like the, the, like the regular season weirdness to like how Krauss was – wielding his power or like just kind of the Jordan thing was, was mostly a joke, but did, yeah, did anything kind of like stick out to you as like, wow, that's very different than. Oh yeah, absolutely. I had like my heart sink when I heard that they played the Celtics seven times. Cause that's not even in their division, right? The Bulls and the Celtics are not in the same division. Uh, nope. So that's like just interconference. Like, so how <laughs> many times were they playing a team in their division? Did the Bulls have to play the, like the bullets, like, 20 times? Oh, gosh. Yeah. I guess it's because travel was worse back then. Yeah, I'm not sure how it worked out. I know know there was periods of the NBA where it wasn't like, you know, the kind of like you get to play every team twice type thing. Like, I think there were some instances where there were certain squads that, like, you would see them in the finals if you were going to see them at all. Um, But I, I know the NBA schedule has changed a bunch of times because, like, adding teams and that kind of like rezoning you know, and stuff. Exactly. And like, you know, deprioritizing like divisions or whatever. Um, you, what about you know this? What? Sorry. You go ahead. What? Yeah. Just before you jump uh, to the next thing that also my, my instinct, like as soon as I read that question, my, the first thing I felt is, is this what, you know, the Toronto Maple Leafs fans feel like when we have to play Boston every single season? I'm like, is that the, the equivalent? Because it just feels like it's, Somebody's gonna win, somebody's gonna lose, and we're just always on the losing end of that. Just feel like well, yeah, that, and, th- and think about like, yeah, if you were say you're like a Warriors fan, there's probably full years like where you didn't get to see Michael Jordan. I think oh, that's why sure. they changed the schedule. So like, it was kind of uh, I think maybe hockey did it first. Maybe I'm wrong, but people were like, I want to see Sidney Crosby, and Renee, he comes once every three years. Yeah. So they're like, oh, we have to we have to change this up because it's obviously not working. Absolutely. But I was yeah. also shocked when Michael Jordan said, "You've got your weed smokers over here." I was like, "You're, you're not that old. You got your weed smokers over here. You got your girls over." It's like yeah. the only weird thing about this whole thing is the cocaine. And is that that weird that there's and cocaine? And he doesn't even he doesn't even say cocaine. I think I think he just says like, "You have your your yeah your lines over here. You have your yeah. weed smokers oh, yeah. over here." Like he doesn't your even lines. say cocaine. You have your lines, yeah. and he still stumbles to say it yeah um one thing that i was reminded of where i'm like oh yeah this is like this was a different time for sure is danny ainge going golfing with with jordan during the series like i I, players are cool they hang and like you know that's like 
fine, but I guess wouldn't it be weird? Like, can you like imagine if it's like like Bledsoe and Pascal Siakam went to Wildwater Kingdom um, <laughs> in between games? We'd be like, what? Don't do it, man. You know. Um, one of the nicest things that I see at like an NBA broadcast and happens a lot when you see DeMar come back or like when the Raptors play the Spurs is when you see players and they just like, there's not like a huge embrace um, at the end of the games. Cause you just know that they're going to hang out after. Yeah. Like you'll, you'll see, you'll see DeMar come over to like Kyle or somebody or like somebody will, will walk over and they'll be like, they'll tap him on the back and be like, you're coming for dinner? And he's like, yeah, yeah. And they're like, okay, yeah, yeah. See you there, see you there. I'm like, oh, they hang out. That's so nice. Yeah. You know what? That's also just reminding me that I'm like, I think hanging out is probably just different. So that that's probably similar to Kroos, though. I think, Nigel, like, I, I actually do agree with you that GMs and owners are like, you know, they're, their behavior is like more and more preposterous. And, you know, even a guy like Sam Hankey, is probably a good example of someone who is doing, you know, pretty radical stuff that uh, that the players, you know, like it, they didn't seem to matter as much. Mm-hmm. But I, I feel like the 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 player power era makes me look at like the, you know, the Pippin situation and and just how Krauss, like just how like he could even entertain the idea of like firing Phil Jackson like that. Like I think, but, but yeah, I guess there is a lot of, you know, with, with the Donald Sterling's of the world, we have like such ridiculous, awful people that power hungry people are, are maybe not that extreme, but um, yeah. What was there anything for you, Nigel, that kind of like jumped out as like, uh, that, no, that I like, didn't mention. No, I think I think you you nailed it, man. It's I, I found it I find it very interesting the um the marketing, the dynamics, the logistics of of basketball and the shift from the front office to to the players and how the players are completely dominating how teams are operating now. Like I mean, I think one of the breaking points, if not the breaking point, was like the announcement, right? It was LeBron James saying he's taking his talent to South Beach. I mean, I know that we talk about that all the time and it keeps being brought up, but I think that's really the point where, you know, he made a declaration on behalf of all the players and said, Listen, I'm doing this. You guys can either come with me or not, but I'm I'm tired of playing for this team because I'm over it or whatever the thing is. Which to me, I'm on the fence about. I'm more so on the fe- I'm more so on the side of not liking how much control players have now about where they go. But it does bring some amazing duos and trios, which is shifted wherever the the trophy's going, wherever the Larry O'B goes, you know, because um, because we have it. So it's I don't know I'm kind of conflicted that way. But um, but yeah, it's it's very interesting to see what kind of maniacal tyrants we've had as owners in the NBA from, you know, from the eighties to nineties to now and how much power they do or don't have. Yeah, totally. Like, I, I feel like that's that, like the kind of like power is, is whatever leverage you have at that current time is kind of a fun lens to like, look at this series and, and LeBron. And like, I, I, I like half the time they're, they're showing Michael. I just keep thinking, how guys like Kobe and LeBron, you know, mm-hmm. were inspired by that and then made choices knowing the choices that Michael made. Yeah, absolutely. 
You know what's crazy? Um, the, the craziest thing that I saw, and I feel like we haven't seen anything like this, but when Michael Jordan uh, insists on playing on his foot, like, <laughs> how yeah, fucking yes. furious would we be? <laughs> like, say, like, any year, like, if Pascal did that, I would be like, are you fucking crazy? And we're like yeah. ninth, I'd be like, take the year off. What are you doing? And the way he was like, never tank. Like, you should always be trying 100% your best because what's the point? It's like, oh, no wonder you're a terrible owner and GM. You just don't understand at all, like, strategy with players or, like, risk management or, like, he's just, like, so competitive and so crazy. And that's like, – that's, oh, sorry. Keep going, Adam. Sorry. No, no, no. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was just saying, uh, to piggyback what you're saying is is also the idea uh, – you said management in there, and I feel like this is our first taste of load management when they only give him seven minutes per right. half when he comes yeah. back, which blew my mind. Again, something that I watched but just didn't understand because I didn't have all the information. You know what I mean? And then yeah. it's just like, this is wild that load management was back then, but – look who controlled it and look how it was controlled and look how it was given to the, the masses that our star player, cause he went out and decided to play ball back at his old college, one-on-one, two-on-two, three-on-three now comes back and then tells us like, that's, that's ludicrous. You wouldn't be able to get away with that now because people no. would find out. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and just to kind of uh, uh, add to Adam's point, the, with the patella injury, I think it's such a perfect kind of crystallization of, of who Michael Jordan is when they, when they talk about the quote, well, I think it's Reinsdorf is saying, well, you know, if I had a bottle of, of 10 pills uh, and you oh, had yeah. a headache and one of those pills would kill you, would you take one of the pills? And Michael's like, you know, it depends how bad the headache is, which Major is just answer. like, this guy's a gambler. <laughs> this guy's yeah. a gambler. Yeah. He would, he would gamble in in he would be in an 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 unfortunate position and still gamble that's part of who he is and that's part of what allows him to uh i mean i was just listening to steve kerr on low post and he's talking about uh, a, a famous playoff miss and how you know he undershot something because three minutes before he overshot it and it's like guys like Kawhi and kobe and uh, Michael Jordan, it's like they don't have that, what Steve Kerr is referring to, because it's like each time is a new. They're not, it's not like, oh yeah, that old time when I failed. It's like, I don't fail. Like it's it just, it's kind of this way of, it's the, yeah, it's the utmost type of confidence. Totally. Yeah, it's a fascinating way of like, like uh, um, looking at greatness. And the sacrifices you have to make in your psyche. What's the, what's that? Uh, did you guys see free solo? Yes, oh, I've yeah. Watched it yet. yeah. Yeah. This, this kind of reminds me the, well, some parts of like Michael Jordan really reminds me of free solo. Cause you see that and you're like, okay, you are, there's something in your mind that is uh, like different from everybody else that you can commit fully. But it like, kind of like, like you obviously have a, a weird relationship with your girlfriend. Like you say things like, you've made sacrifices and you don't care about possibly dying. And it's like, yes, there is greatness, but it's like, would I want to live my life like that as a borderline kind of sociopath in order to achieve this greatness? Like these are the risks that you have to take. And the, yeah, it's, it's very, uh, an interesting character study of someone. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of hoping they go deeper and deeper into that. I think particularly uh, when it comes to kind of like, 
your teammates' mentalities, your opponents, and like different ways to win. Um, you know, I've always kind of like personally enjoyed like LeBron and Curry's style of leadership and Magic Johnson. But, yeah. um, you know, it's a big, big narrative in the NBA, right? It's the lone wolf. It's the Mamba mentality. It's the um, kind of this attitude of like, I'd rather lose for us than give my, my teammate the opportunity because yeah. that's how much better I am than, than them. They don't even get to make that decision. Um, but uh, yes, it's uh, it's kind of fascinating and um, obviously it's going to evolve as it goes along. But uh, yeah, before we kind of wrap this up and hit some quickish questions, uh, do you guys got any last observations about um, the first two episodes of last dance? Uh, Adam, I'll jump to you. No, I'll jump to Nigel. <laughs> uh, for the sake of synchronicity, I'll jump right back to you, Freddie. Um, and for the sake of just weird synchronicity, I'm going to jump out the window. See you guys. Wait, no, no, no. <laughs> uh, but, do it, uh, Freddie, do it. <laughs> don't you tell me to do it, Adam. Um, Adam. Okay. Let's do some, uh, let's do some freaking quickish questions. Uh, Maddie, do you got that quickish question sting? Okay. Um, you guys know the drill, Nigel, Adam, Matt, um, I'm going to stammer through some questions here. I'll try and be as clear as possible. And uh, you got you to gotta answer as quick as you can. And you can't phone a friend. You can't delay. You just got to go for it. Sound good? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Okay. We're, <laughs> we're going to go. We're going to go. Uh, Nigel, Adam, Matt. Um, Nigel, question uh, number one. How big of a role will Carmen Electra get in this doc? Oh, uh, in this doc in t- uh, ten minutes, she'll get uh, she'll get one interview. She'll get like one small, like they'll ask one or two questions max. So I think time wise, she'll probably get uh, I don't know, forty five seconds. Huge, Adam. <laughs> we will hear more about the. Oh, sorry. Will we hear more about the Steve Kerr slash Jordan fight? Yes. <laughs> I also believe Carmen Electra gets her own episode. <laughs> Damn you, Adam. <laughs> Matt, Yo. how much will we hear about Tony Kukoc and his feelings about playing with his team and coming, uh, playing with this team and coming over from Europe? Um, that's a great question. I think, uh, I think we're going to get uh, double the amount of, of time that Carmen Electra gets. <laughs> two, two episodes. Yeah. It's good. <laughs> Nigel. Yes. Will this doc change people's views on the LeBron versus Jordan as the GOAT debate? Um, no. Adam, mm-hmm. should DeMar come back to the Raptors? No. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, um, no. Matt, answer this however you see fit. Oh, God. Because it's uh, not a question exactly. Oh, I love these. Um, okay. Uh, seriously, debate simming the playoffs on a video game get a nerdy guy to input the stats from the season and the tendencies and let 2020 be the year the machine decided question mark i know it's not what people really want but it could be quite entertaining leafs are playing jets at 3 p.m today in sim (laughs) okay um uh, yeah like he's just asking me if i'm gonna 
put put the stats, everything in. Simit, who's gonna win? Hey man, you answer that. You answer okay. that if you want. Um, I think um, I'm gonna say putting all those stats in. It's gonna be the Houston Rockets. Okay. I don't know why. Um, I don't even know if that was the question. Yeah. The answer to the question. I don't even know if that. Where can I watch? Was a question. Where can I watch I this Jets Leafs game at three? <laughs> I think it's th- this was an instance of people during a pandemic just in different rooms talking to themselves. Okay. Um, okay, here's a question. Uh, I just did Matt. Uh, Nigel. Yeah. How did the sizing for men's suits catch on? <laughs> uh, how did it catch on? Well, that was uh, that's just that's just men trying to be bigger than they are. That's men trying to look bigger so they use more material to make their uh, clothing uh, look bigger okay (laughs) Um, Adam what is going on with men's formal fashion in the 90s my god (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I mean I think it's great I honestly think it's great. I'm glad <laughs> things are opening up. I'm honestly gonna take a. Uh, I'm taking a flight to Georgia tomorrow, and I'm gonna get a uh, left ear hoop earring. So that's where I'm at. Wow. Cheers. No, no, no. You can't. You can't fly, dude. You can't go to the states right now. That's not. That's not. Pardon me. Do that. No, you Adam, I'm you. Oh, jeez. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm pretty sure um, I can. <laughs> there are no Matt, cops at Niagara Falls. Yeah. Right Matt, I'm. I'm sorry. You're stuck with another one of these, but uh, this is just a comment. So react to it uh, as you see fit. Um, Scotty Pippen broke my heart. <laughs> You're really reading everything on this thing, eh? Um, <laughs> um, well, I'm sorry to hear that. I don't know what to say. <laughs> Jesus. Yes. Would you rather watch the NBA season played out by the children of the players or the parents of the players? Oh man, let's let's give it to the to the parents. You know, like, let's see where, let's see where those athletes really came from. Like, which parent has real heart or like, you know, or can still move. You know what I mean? Adam. Go ahead. With The Last Dance coming out, will anyone ever watch the finals to the horse competition? (laughs) Uh, No, I mean, no. Did anyone watch that? I didn't watch a second of it. I watched nope. the quarterfinals and then I uh, got excited for last dance. Um, well, uh, there's one more question here, and it's actually for me. Uh, oh. It says, not last dance related, but have you followed this NBA 2K tutorial yet? And it's the video of how to make uh, Menge Batir for NBA 2K19. So oh. it's how to design a very specific and rare NBA player. Shout out, Jonathan, for this link. Um, uh, but, uh, guys, that's the pod. Thank you so much. No, thank you, man. Thanks for having us. No problem. No problem. Um, Thanks for Nigel, uh, you know, you got anything to plug during, during this time? Or, or just a message to the world? Yeah, right. Since we're all cooped up, uh, I wouldn't mind if you guys watched a, a little series called Bit Players on CBC Gem. It's on the CBC Gem app. Uh, a little something that Christopher Siddiqui and myself wrote and star in. Uh, it's really just two brothers from a different mother, man, just uh, trying to make it in the acting world. But it's surrounded with a bunch of pop culture references, 
Um, and we really get into it. Eight episodes, about 10 minutes each. Uh, so you can't, uh, you can't go wrong. Real quick watch. It's hilarious. Um, bonus points if you watch this and you can find me. I'm in there twice. Yeah, I'm in there true. twice. And if you find me, you've watched that thoroughly. I'll say that. <laughs> it's good. Um, but uh, yeah, Adam, you got any uh, thing going on? Any messages uh, to the world? Yeah, go ahead and um, uh, search. Uh, go on YouTube, search uh, "troops surprising uh, their kids." It's a good time. <laughs> just yeah, just Adam wants to Adam wants to plug just hours of happy families being reunited in a military way. Uh, good, good, um, uh, amazing. Well, um, Maddie, you got anything to say before we part ways? You know, uh, everybody just hang in there and, uh, you know, the light is starting to shine and it's starting to feel good. So uh, keep your eyes open and your nose to the floor. Wow. Okay. Gosh. Ooh, that's uh, that's going to be the moment that Canada <laughs> turns the corner. People are going to point to that speech. Yeah, they're going to be like, Ron James can't, like, gargle a sentence half that good. You know what I mean? <laughs> Sorry, my analogy fell apart, but, uh, you know, you, you guys get it. Um, but, yeah, thanks so much for listening to the pod. Uh, share, subscribe, everyone, and, um, yeah, be safe and uh, stay compassionate. Buy a toque. Buy a toque. Can anyone around here speak basketball? It's the Confederacy of Dunks Basketball Podcast. 